Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Election Day, Tuesday, November 3rd. I'm Wayne Pratt. More than 60,000 people in Missouri with felony convictions can't vote today because they have not finished probation or parole. Some formerly incarcerated people want lawmakers to change that so former prisoners can immediately regain the right. He gives you all of the power to uh, allow your government to be ran correctly by the people that's representing us. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports on ex-offenders and voting. Several big races are being determined today in Missouri and Illinois. Democrat Nicole Galloway and incumbent Mike Parson are in a close race for Missouri governor. Jill Shoup is looking to defeat incumbent Republican Ann Wagner for the second district congressional seat. It includes parts of St. Louis, Jefferson, and St. Charles counties. There is also a competitive congressional race in Illinois, where Democrat Betsy Dirksen Lodrigan is facing off against incumbent Rodney Davis in the 13th Congressional District. And Illinois voters are also deciding whether to implement a progressive tax. That's where wealthy people would pay a higher rate than lower-income individuals. Election officials in Illinois say more than 3.5 million residents have already cast their ballots ahead of today. They say the surge is being driven by the coronavirus pandemic. Missouri election officials are predicting strong voter turnout. The Secretary of State's office says local election authorities are forecasting a statewide turnout of 75 percent. If that comes true, it would be the highest percentage turnout since 1992. In other news, St. Louis Mayor Lyda Krusen says in-home get-togethers are the main reason behind a rise in coronavirus cases, not bars and restaurants. She says the city's public health experts worry recent Halloween parties and Greek events near college campuses will lead to an uptick in cases within a week. Krusen says at this point she's not considering any new restrictions. There's no rule that we can put in place that can keep people from getting together with their neighbors at their house or in their backyard. So we're just asking you, uh, please tighten up those groups. Krusen is urging residents to keep Thanksgiving gatherings small this year. At least 10 inmates in Missouri prisons have died after testing positive for COVID-19. The State Department of Corrections says the inmates ranged in age from 58 to 91, all had underlying medical conditions. A department spokesperson says some of the inmates were, quote, being treated for serious health conditions unrelated to COVID-19. The first death occurred in April, while the other nine happened in September and October. Outreach organizations that work with homeless people in St. Louis are preparing for what may be an unusually challenging winter. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, they are trying to figure out how to keep shelter residents and volunteers safe during the pandemic. Deborah Shaparis has volunteered for years with St. Louis Winter Outreach, a group that shuttles homeless city residents to emergency shelters on frigid nights. But this year, she says she's been lying awake at night, worrying they won't have enough help in the shelters, which are mostly housed in churches. 
a lot of our volunteers historically have been older people, retirees, people who can't and shouldn't volunteer this year because of their own health issues. Shaparis says they're trying to recruit younger volunteers this year and operating the emergency shelters at much lower capacity to allow for social distancing. The city of St. Louis will also provide personal protective equipment and partitions to separate residents' beds. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Many people throughout Missouri can't vote today because they are on probation or parole. Some formerly incarcerated people say those who are released from prison should immediately be able to vote. As St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports, some who have regained the right are using their voices to urge lawmakers to allow people with felony convictions to vote without delay. Eric Harris spent four years in prison after being convicted of assaulting a police officer. While working in the law library at the state penitentiary in Tipton, Harris started researching laws that led to his sentence and the times he spent in jails on drug possession and gun charges. He soon realized he wanted to help change some of those laws that land many African Americans in prison. He says having their voting rights restored would allow them to vote for people who can change laws and to decide who to prosecute. We having our rights violated, our human rights, just having our common law rights violated, and uh, it would hold more justice for us to to educate our formerly incarcerated people and our people in general to to vote, if nothing else, locally. The 28-year-old was released from prison nearly two years ago. He regained his right to vote in August after serving almost three years of parole. For the past two years, Harris has tried to convince other people who have left prison that they should vote. Last week, he voted for the first time in his life. But many who have completed their sentences don't yet have that right. Under Missouri law, people with felony convictions cannot vote until they complete their court-ordered probation or parole. Over 62,000 people in the state will not be able to vote in today's election. Harris says it's important for people who serve time to be able to vote so they can be full participants in society. It gives you all of the power to uh, allow your government to be ran correctly by the people that's representing us. Tracy Stanton is also excited to cast her vote. She voted for the first time in the Missouri primary and will do so at the polls today. In 2016, the 38-year-old cycled in and out of the workhouse. The next year, she served four months in state prison on a marijuana charge. Before her release, she had no interest in politics. But two years ago, she went to a closed-to-workhouse protest in downtown St. Louis. She was intrigued to see how collective voices could demand change. Society wants us to believe that we don't have any power. It's just not true. It's power in numbers. It's power in passions. It's power in education. It's power in people. After the protest, Stanton joined local organizations that focused on criminal justice reform. She soon realized she had to cast her ballot for her voice to be heard. And she started to advocate for people still behind bars. Stanton tells state lawmakers that they need to restore the voting rights of people with felony convictions immediately. 
She says it makes her feel part of a community and waiting for a few years is hard. You are expected to work in this society and to pay taxes. So for you to just tell me that I can do all of this to be a part of society, but I can't be a part of who governs me, it's a slap in the face. In the last legislative session, State Senator Jamila Nasheed and Representative Rasheen Aldridge, both Democrats from St. Louis, introduced bills to allow people with felony convictions to vote upon release from prison. Neither bill advanced because the session was cut short due to the coronavirus pandemic. Aldrich plans to reintroduce his bill so the justice system does not keep former prisoners from voting. Aldrich says he knows some Republicans will likely oppose the measure on the grounds that it would help Democrats, but he disagrees. It helps both sides, honestly. It has nothing really to do with party, but really restoring um, a right to individuals that shouldn't be having those rights taken away. Lindenwood University political science professor Jeannie Teese says both parties should see the bill as one way to reform the criminal justice system. The kinds of policies that the people who are in favor of restoring voting rights support are things like putting abuse of policing in check, um, you know, fairness to people of color, to people in economically disadvantaged communities. So, you know, it's like they should have their voice in saying, here's how we fix the system. And by denying them that, it just perpetuate the inequities. Eric Harris and Tracy Stanton are waiting for lawmakers to act, but they hope their votes do make a difference in this election. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.